Hey family, welcome to the Recalibrate podcast. It's your host Esther Glory and this is a new episode. Hi guys, it feels so great to be back in the building. Uh, Welcome to the party. If you're new around here, make sure that you rate, review and subscribe. Make sure that you're subscribed so you can know every single time we drop a new podcast episode. And if you're one of our regulars, then welcome to the party family. You already have your seat and you know where to collect your drinks. Um, But I hope that you guys are really doing well. As you already know, um, we have so many things that we offer here at Recalibrate. We have masterclasses and online resources, and soon we'll be having some programs, some six and 12 week programs rolling out um, throughout the summer that you'll be able to sign up for and engage in. Um, So make sure that you keep an eye out for what we'll be doing this summer and towards the end of the year. Um, But welcome back to this week's episode. Um, And if you want to check out everything that we're currently doing, um, including listening to the podcast episode online, then feel free to go to www.recalibrateuk.com forward slash masterclasses, forward slash podcast, forward slash resources, whatever you um, want to be a part of, you have access there um, on the website. So let's dive into this week's episode because we're going to be talking about one of my favorite things um, to talk about when it comes to hearing the voice of God. Um, This is the part, um, dreams and visions are the part of hearing the voice of God that can sometimes easily become highly mystical, highly spiritual um, and, and misunderstood when actually there is a clear framework for them in the scriptures and God does speak to us using our dreams and using um. Visions. So next week we'll be talking about visions, open and closed visions, and I'll recommend some books and some things that you can use. But this week we are talking about dreams. We are talking about dreams and we're going to talk about um some principles on hearing the voice of God in our dreams, how to interpret these messages that God may be sharing with us. And the third and final principles is some issues you might run into if you are a frequent dreamer, or that is the mainstream of revelation that God uses to speak to you. Um, and so that's how we're going to journey through this week's episode. But first of all, we are going to start off with our random musing of my heart. And the random musing of my heart for this week's episode, which is just a segment where we talk about something I've been thinking about, a skill I'm trying to master um, or something that's just been on my heart that I feel to share with you guys. And so that's our first segment in every single episode. And the random musing of my heart for this week's episode um, is to invest even when you may not be able to see the fruit straight away. Um, There's this principle called deferred gratification, which is basically just the fact that you continue in the disciplines that you know will eventually bring success or yield fruit in the future, even if there is no immediate sense of success or fulfillment. Um, And so one of the things that that has really taught me is patience. Um, Now, I'm not saying deferred gratification is a biblical principle. I'm just saying that um, one of the things I've been thinking about a lot this week is the fact that when you invest in yourself, when you invest in community and relationships, when you invest in your career, when you invest in your education, when you invest in um, becoming a better person, when you invest in your skill set, whatever you invest in that you have to build disciplines over time for, it is so great to invest even when you can't see what the fruit might be or how the fruit will yield um, straight away. And 
that's one of the things that has really taught me to mature in some of my disciplines. For example, um, one of the things that I am I am so proud of myself for doing was for crying out that I need therapy when I did um, because it was something that I had always wanted to do, but I saw it as a big investment, not money money wise, but a big investment because I would be investing in becoming the best version of myself that I could potentially become by dealing with the things that helped me to become who I am or who I was. And so that was a big investment for me, but it took a lot of commitment. That investment took all of my commitment to make sure that I would um, be able to become whole. I would be able to uh, break some things that were actually holding me. Um, I do believe in the casting out of demons, but I believe in counseling out the residue in your soul. And so one of the things that I was so happy to do was to invest in myself in therapy, um, but the the fruit didn't yield straight away. <laughs> now, there were some immediate changes that took place from me engaging in that journey, but then there were other things that took a lot longer and I had to build the discipline um, to be able to see the fruits of. And it's been about a year or two since I since I finished my sessions in therapy and I aim to try and go back at pivotal moments in my life um, just to prepare me and give me new, new tools as I grow. Um, but even just from my first round of therapy, I can see um, a year later how some of the disciplines that I invested in years ago um, are now coming to fruition or I'm seeing the fruit much later on. Um, and something so powerful um, that my counselor said to me, my therapist said to me when I was going through therapy, she said, it doesn't really matter what we go through in these sessions. Like th this is foundational seed level stuff. What matters is the disciplines you build between each session that will help you to navigate after you finished uh, a therapy. And so I held that like it was a passing comment, but it was something I held on to that I've seen the fruit of now. And so the random musing of my heart for this week's episode is invest in these things that may take a lot longer, may take discipline, may take deferred gratification for you to see the fruits on the other side of that, whether that be therapy or this course you're pursuing or this qualification you're pursuing, whatever that might be continue to invest and continue to pursue and continue to pour your all into it um, because it will yield fruit on the other side and when you yield when it yields fruit you'll experience a new level of joy and or happiness um, that from that discipline um, and one thing I always say is discipline re remains when motivation isn't available and so um, yeah that's the random musing of my heart for this week's episode I could talk about that <laughs> all day long um, but today we're going to speak specifically about hearing the voice of God through dreams now this is one of my favorites because personally um, in my own life and story um, I've spoken to so many other people, prophetic people, people who are experienced, who hear the voice of God often and frequently. Um, and having these conversations always um, intrigued me about how our dream lives can be so similar, but so different. Um, and so um, don't take what I'm saying as the the be all and the end all when it comes to hearing the voice concerning dreams. As you know, in this community, we grow together. And so I encourage you to go further, study deeper, ask questions, um, but don't take this as a be all end all. Um, and so, yeah, one of the 
one of my favorite things about my personal experience with hearing God through dreams is um, the fact that from the age, from my earliest memories um, up until the age of maybe 15, yeah, 14, 15, um, I had dreams every single night unfailingly. And I remember them vividly at 23, (laughs) um, which is the age I'm at now. I remember those dreams as vividly as if they happened in real life. Um, And I dreamt every single night. Um, I remember I would study Bible scriptures like in Sunday school. Um, for those of the, for those of my those who grew up like me, Christian kids, um, uh, we would study a, a story in Sunday school, and I would like go to bed, and I would have these dreams where the stories were being explained, um, and I would have visitations with God and things like that in and through my dreams. And so I've had vivid dreams. I remember being eleven. And we had a massive family event that changed the course of our lives forever in my family. And I remember going to bed that night and being like, God, if this is the case, then I'm going to need you to show me every decision that I need to make. Show me what your will is concerning my life, because I only have one life and I'm going to live it right. I don't want to waste it. Um, And so I remember going to bed that night at 11 (laughs) and um, there was this long corridor. It was complete. It was like this off white color. Um, And all of the doors were like, uh, what's uh, solitary confinement? Yeah. All of the doors were kind of like that level of door um, basically. And I remember my friends have heard this story a million times. So if any of y'all are listening, I'm so sorry. Um, you've probably heard this way too much. Um, but yeah, literally each door was labeled with a particular area of my life. So career, education, um, spiritual leadership, um, yeah, just basically every area of my life, community, friends, family, all of that jazz. Um, there was literally a door with a label on it for every single area of my life. And as the it was an angel would open the door and as they would open the door I would see a glimpse of something that was meant to be pertaining to my future that would help me to make a decision based on God's plan for my life Um, and I remember uh, one of my favorite memories of this is um, I would remember the dream often so I would have the dream multiple times um, across my life maybe seven or eight times as I would go to make a decision I would pray and God would usually um show me that dream again and I would revisit that particular area of my life Um, and I remember applying for university and I put a Russell Group University that I had dreamed all my life I wanted to attend um, as my first choice Um, and I remember feeling unsettled about it but being like this is where I need to go for what I want to do and for where I want to go after university Um, And then I remember the careers lady at my college basically telling me um, that you're black, you're female, you're straight in the in the in the industry or the sphere of influence that you want to go in in your career. That puts you at the bottom of the totem pole. You are literally bottom barrel scum of the earth. And so she was like, I'm not going to send you to a Russell Group University. And so I was like, but I have the grades. And she was like, you may have the grades, but you're not going to be able to get your foot in the door. So my Nigerian self was like, God forbid, who's using you? What has possessed you? (laughs) 
Um, but one thing that I had to remember as well was in the dream, the university that I had applied for and put as my first choice wasn't what wasn't the university I saw in my dream. Now, in my dream, I saw the campus of the university I just co- uh, concluded attending. Um, and it wasn't the university I had applied for, basically. So I remember being in form tutor at um, college and we were applying for universities and people were researching different universities. And I remember one of my friends calling out a, the university I, I attended and I was like, oh, I've never heard of that before. What uni is that? And she told me. And then she was like, oh, this is also uh, one of the top 30 unis Um for your course so I was like oh let me have a look so I remember going to look at it and literally seeing on Google the campus I had seen in my dream now without ever visiting the city that I'm currently in without ever um, seeing the university looking at stats or whatever now I don't advise this I would encourage you to do your research Um, but without ever um yeah without ever visiting the uni going to an open day seeing anything I put this this university as my first choice. Now I understand this is what deferred gratification, yeah? <laughs> now I understand the purpose of why I had to wait and why I had to um, respond to the will of God concerning my life. I understand now because if I went to the university I originally wanted to go to, I probably wouldn't be where I am now. And it wasn't just about location. It was about the people I would meet. It would be about the events and situations and scenarios that would occur, both good and bad. It was about all the things. Okay, and so this is why I'm sharing with you so passionately about dreams because of how they've influenced my life. Now, I didn't just make these decisions. I didn't just make these decisions based on the dream. I made these decisions because I believed they were the will of God. And so one of the first principles about hearing the voice of God is making sure that you bear witness in the spirit. Now, that just basically means that as we spoke about discernment, there is conviction that this is the word of God. And how do we know the word? it's the word of God? Because it will fit in with the framework of the scriptures because God does not speak outside the framework of his written word. And so one of the things that I believe, um, one of the things that I really do believe that um, we as people who hear the voice of God need to do better is if is having an understanding of the framework that resides within scripture. Um, sometimes we can try and do these things without the word of God and without a commitment to the word of God. And that puts us at a disadvantage because then we can easily move into error. And this is something we're going to talk about later in the podcast. Um, but some of the issues that arise is the fact that our dreams are full of symbols from our subconscious and you can easily misinterpret the word of God because you're looking at the symbol versus looking at what God actually means. Um, I'll give a quick example and we'll we'll dive into this deeper in the third principle. Um, But one of the things that I had to realize with dreams was that sometimes I would be helping people to interpret dreams. Now, (laughs) this is not my favorite thing to do. I tried to you know, the whole principle of don't give them fish, teach them how to fish. I prefer to teach people how to interpret their dreams so they can do it on their own. Because there was a point in my life where I was, that was all I did. When my friends hit me up or when someone hit me up or messaged me, it wasn't because they wanted to find out what I ate today or how my week was. They genuinely just wanted a dream interpreted so they could go on with life. Um, And that wasn't a fun period in life, please. (laughs) So, um, 
one of the things that always came up when I was helping people with interpreting dreams was that sometimes there would be symbols from their subconscious or from their soul because we interpret our messages from God through the soul. And so one of the issues that would come up is sometimes people would see their father in the dream and they would automatically think, oh, um, my father did this to me or this is the thing or God is revealing something about my father when that is the base level or literal interpretation of what they saw in the dream. Whereas God may be using their father because there's a particular idea or ideology they have about their father in, in uh, pertaining to the situation or scenario that's happening in the dream that may help them to decode the message of God. But God has to use what's in your subconscious and what you have understanding of um, to be able to show you things. And this is why it's so important to understand what symbols mean. Um, but sometimes we can get caught in the literal, which impacts how well we are able to interpret the message of God to us. And so one of my things about dreams, one of my principles about dreams and God speaking to us through this realm is that you have to bear witness in the spirit that this is God speaking to you one but two you also have to be committed to interpreting the message well and last week we spoke about when we were speaking about the audible voice of God we spoke about this pattern for revelation that really it, it, it was taught to me by some of my spiritual leaders um, and I kind of always used this method but I didn't have the vocabulary for it and so now that I do this is what I share with people when it comes to um, understanding what God is saying what was the revelation what was the revelation, the literal revelation that you had? What was the dream, right? The full dream out, all of the key, key symbols and, and um, things that, that stuck out to you. Um, what, what, what were those things? Because I think sometimes we get so caught up in this part, but when you write it out and you get it out, then you can focus, you can take it to another layer of meaning. And so I always encourage people when you wake up, or sometimes if you wake up straight away after the dream, write out the full dream, all the details that you can remember. Um, step number two, interpretation. I taught this last week, but we're going to use it again in, in terms of dreams. Step two, what was the interpretation? So this is the part where you need to study. Um, I'm going to recommend a book um, which is titled uh, the Illustrated Dictionary of Dream Symbols, A Biblical Guide to Your Visions and Dreams by Dr. Joe Iboji, um, which is a book that was recommended to me by my pastor um, and absolutely changed the course of my dream life um, in the last few years. Um, and it, the link to it will be in the show notes. Um, but that's a phenomenal book, but mainly to use the scriptures and symbols within the Bible, but also to use books such as these, which are based on the Bible, um, to be able to decode, interpret the vision and also prayer. Prayer is so underrated, but when we pray about our dreams, God actually gives us clarity as well. So you have more than one source to draw from. You've got the Bible, you've got prayer and what you bear witness with. You've also got books that can aid you to um, interpret your your dreams and interpret the message that God is trying to share with you. And also um, the third thing is application. So I always believe that revelation turns to information when we use this pattern. What are you supposed to do um, 
with this dream, with this interpretation, with this message? Was there a clear instruction? Um, is it to continue to pray? Is it something that you need to fast about? Is it something that you need to um, just actually document and keep for a, a next season or a next time in your life? Um, because dreams are images and scenarios that we see while we're asleep. Um, it's actually beyond our logic. And so I do think that it's really important that we use this method as well when it comes to interpreting our dreams and interpreting what God is saying. Uh, that's part one. Um, part two is the fact that um, dreams dreams are a way that God speaks to us um, that is so important. It is it can be destiny destiny impacting. It can be destiny fulfilling. It can be um, it can actually be life changing when God speaks to us or God changes the trajectory of our lives through dreams. Um, and I think it's so, so important um, that these images and scenarios that we see while we're asleep, we actually take more seriously because sometimes um, God can be speaking to us through our dreams, but because we kind of throw it away or as I spoke about last week, we, we become too familiar with a stream of revelation. Sometimes we can actually ignore what God might be saying in our dream life. Like I had, um, I had this thing where I would always, whenever I had a dream, um, because one of the issues is imprinting, but we'll speak about it, that in the third principle. But um, one of the issues I had is that if I watch something before I sleep, I'm probably going to have a dream about it or my dream is probably going to be shaped by it. But one of the things that I noticed was that sometimes I would disregard my dreams, even if I hadn't watched anything, nothing was imprinting on my dreams. I would disregard my dreams because I always thought my subconscious was doing the most. And because now this is one of the things that I have an issue with, um, transparent moment, because um, I am a budding academic, intelligence is my thing. I really don't like ignorance. So I always try to rationalize, learn everything. I think it's also part of my personality type. Um, so I would always, I studied sleep, um, sleep cycles in psychology. And so I would always be like, okay, this is just the part of my sleep where I see images and I see dreams and stuff like that. Um, and I would disregard my dreams until my dreams would now take place in real life. And then I was like, oh, snap, I saw this before. Um, and so one of the things I began to practice with my friend and my accountability partner in that area was when I would have dreams, we would sh often share our dreams with one another. And when I would have dreams, I would always um, ask her to, she would always ask me, um, where do you think that came from? Was it God? Was it you? Was it the enemy? Like, was it a nightmare? What do you think that where do you think was the source of this dream? And that used to help me to build my sensitivity and not allow me to become familiar with what I was seeing in my dream life. Now, I believe in either getting a notebook and writing it out by hand, or um, I have like uh, a notes folder on my phone, which is specifically for dreams. And I really encourage people to document dreams, even if you think that they may be silly. Um, because the worst thing that happens is when you see a dream and you see a way a, something can, a situation can unfold. And then later on, um, you're like, oh, but I saw the solution to that in my dream, but then I didn't take note of it and things like that. That can be really annoying. So I always encourage people document your dreams, whether they make sense or not, <laughs> um, and whether they seem important to you in the moment or not. 
Um, one of the scriptures, one of my favorite scriptures about the impacts that dreams can have on you. Um, there are so many, but this is one of my personal favorites um, is from Matthew 1, verse 20 to 25. Matthew 1, 20 to 25. Now I'm going to read verse 20, verse 24 and 25. But this is um, the story of the conception and birth of Jesus. And Matthew 1 verse 20 in the Amplified Version reads, But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, descendant of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. Verse 24. Then Joseph awoke from his sleep and did as the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary to his home as his wife verse 25, but he kept her a virgin until she had given birth to a son, her firstborn child, and named him Jesus, which means the Lord is salvation. And so um, this is one of my personal favorite scriptures because at the time Mary was a virgin, she was a young woman, and um, she was engaged to be married to this man named Joseph, and then all of a sudden sis is pregnant. Now, Sometimes we read the Bible and we can just be like, oh, yeah, Bible times is in my mind. I see it like a whole reality show. Um, and one of the things that really sticks out to me is it takes a, a lot of humility um, for. For a man to respond to the voice of God when your girl, your fiance, your whole fiance has showed up with a belly and you're just meant to accept this child as your own and protect him and take him to a whole different place to make sure that he's born safely and uh little bro isn't yours <laughs> um but because of this dream and because of God speaking to Joseph in such a powerful way in his dream, the word wasn't while he was awake or while he was speaking to somebody or while he was in his conscious and able to rationalize. He actually fully experienced God in his dream and a direct instruction and that humility to be able to obey that instruction, even when it may cost you maybe shame or condemnation or even humiliation is one thing I really admire about. Joseph in that particular scripture and if Joseph didn't have that dream who knows if he would have been able to still marry Mary um, still help her to preserve the life of Jesus Christ and so yeah that's a particular example of a dream that changed the trajectory of um, a life and lives and a story um, and so if you look at that dream um, and the fact that Joseph was humble enough to obey, you can see how some of the dreams that you've had, even your um, when you dream about the future or when you dream about something that God may have called you to or something he wants you to do or to become, um, you can see the power of an obeying of obeying the voice of God. Um, sometimes we can lessen how important dreams are. We 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 water it down and just say it's deja vu. No, dreams are a way that God communicates his messages to his children. And if we don't, um, if we don't begin to put some respect on his name, quite literally, when it comes to dreams, then we can actually do ourselves a disservice and be missing out on a whole beautiful stream of revelation where God can use some beautiful pictures, images and scenarios to speak to us. Does that always mean that the dreams will be what we want, what we desire, all our hearts desires just placed in a film and given to us in a dream? No. Um, there are some times where God will give you hard messages um, to 
or not hard um what's the word i'm looking for god will have to show you that so for example one of the things um that god does with me is corrects me in my sleep because listen hey i'm smart mouthed okay <laughs> And so even if I'm not saying it out loud, something is happening internally. I am smart mouthed. Um, God is still working on me. He's saving me, sis. Okay. Um, or he's saving me, bro. Okay. Um, and so um, one of the things that God does with me is corrects me in my sleep because I can't be a smart mouthed. I'm not as quick witted in the spirit. Okay. <laughs> um, and so one of the things that happens to me often is I'm corrected in my sleep um and the first few times I noticed this happen this happened I woke up convicted but not con- not condemned convicted convicted to change or to develop in those particular areas that weren't as beautiful um as other parts of my life and so um yeah God may give you hard messages correction um or even conviction and burdens in your dream as well um and I think it's just as important for you to pay that much attention to the dreams where you are being rebuked and or corrected and given instructions um as those that are dreaming of the future or showing you a beautiful picture of who you are or part of your destiny and your calling all dreams matter. (laughs) If that was going to be a social media hashtag, all dreams matter and you need to pay attention to your dreams um, at this particular time. Um, And so, yeah, let's quickly dive into some issues that you may come up with when you are um, somebody who frequently dreams and hears the voice of God through dreams. Um, There are maybe two main key issues um, and we'll, we'll go through them now. Some of the issues that we can encounter with with dreams and and using it as a stream of hearing the voice of God um, can be the fact that some of these symbols are not um, clear cut. It's not that you'll see a symbol, you'll figure it out in scriptures. It's not a a word puzzle or um, one of those like figure me out things. It, it, It won't always be as clear cut as that. And that's why it's important to engage in prayer and to also um, do some self-digging. So one of the things that I mentioned before is that symbols can be from the soul. They can have specific meanings to you. And prayer helps us to um, figure out what those specific meanings are um, and then to, in turn, help us to figure out what the dream means. Another thing is imprinting. So I spoke about it before as well, but if you're watching, for example, um, Scandal before you sleep and then all of a sudden in your dream, you're in the White House or you're in Downing Street and you're doing what Olivia Pope does. <laughs> that's one of my favorite shows. Um, and so that's why I'm using the reference. But then if all of a sudden you're now Olivia Pope or you are Fitzgerald Grant, the president um, in the show, um, then it might be an issue of imprinting. Now, am I saying that you should throw it out? No, that would be a complete ant- antithesis to what I've been sharing with you in this um episode I'm not saying to throw it completely away because God may use something that you've watched to show you something um, and to deepen your understanding about something he can use pretty much anything but I wouldn't say to deep dive into the fact oh I'm called to government straight away (laughs) Um, how about you have a look into what God is actually showing you through prayer and through um, navigating the dream in sobriety Um, so 
not everything is literal don't just grab for the literal meaning um, but make sure that you are doing the work of decoding the message or um, uncovering the real understanding behind the message the word revelation comes from the word um, apocalypsis in the Greek and so what it means is to un for your eyes to be unveiled for you to be able to see clearly to be enlightened um, and so it's so important that we do that work of of finding the revelation in what we've been shown and not just taking the image or scenario for what we're seeing quite literally. Um, so those are some issues that you may run into. Your dreams can be imprinted on by stuff you've watched, your diet, but not your physical food diet, but like your spiritual diet, your mental diet, your emotional diet. Are you in a toxic relationship in your community? Um, not just romantically, but platonically? Are you in toxic relationships that are imprinting upon your dream life? Are you in, um, are you constantly consuming negative social media patterns? Those can imprint upon your um, your dream life as well. Your dream life is very sensitive and delicate. And so it's so important that you cut out things according to your convictions um, but I feel like it's very easy for your dreams to be imprinted on they are a sensitive stream of information or revelation from God so it's important to pray and to safeguard your dream life um, in the place of prayer pray for your dream life as a stream of revelation but then also make sure that you guard it by what you consume so there's some things I just don't watch not because there's anything outrightly evil about them but they don't help my diet in terms of safeguarding my dreams and so I stay away from them in order to safeguard my dream life as a stream of revelation and so do that according to your according to your convictions by prayer and also by evaluating your diet um, in terms of what feeds um, and impacts your dream life now I hope that this episode has been somewhat helpful in helping you to navigate dreams as a stream of revelation. And if you do have any questions, because I know that this is quite a broad topic and it can't just be dealt with in a few moments. But if you do have any questions, then please feel free to email recalibrateuk at gmail.com and we'll try and get you an answer or signpost you to where you can get an answer for your question. Um, so please do feel free to send questions. The challenge of the week for this week is to write out your dreams. The recalibrate challenge of this week is to write out your dreams and to grab the book. The um, link to it will be in the show notes, but grabbing the book um, to help with uh, interpreting your dreams, but also to write out your dreams this week. Write out as many as you can. And if there's some old ones that you remember, but you feel like you need to document, then the responsible thing to do with your dream life is to write it out and pray for your dream life as well. But yeah, I hope this episode has been helpful and I can't wait to be with you guys again soon. Um, have a look out on all we're doing and check out our social media pages to stay up to date. I absolutely adore you all. Peace and love. Mm -hmm.